Hey, climbers, it's your host, Johnny D. And this is your co-host, Brent. And we just wanted to share some big news with you. The Climb Show Music Business Podcast is now a part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network. That's right. We're really excited to be part of this network along with some other amazing podcasts. Yeah, make sure you check it out. AmericanSongwriter.com forward slash podcast or click the link in the episode notes so you can listen to some of the best podcasts in music. That's right. All right, Johnny, go do your thing. Welcome to the Clown! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need, a track record of business, a proven trail that shows that, number one, you know how to work, number two, you know what you're doing, and number three, that other people care about it, that it has value, that you're competitive. That's the only way it's going to move forward into a publishing deal, into a record deal, into a management deal, into a booking agency deal. It's called leverage. You don't need anybody's permission, but you do need leverage if you're going to be an artist that makes their living doing it. That's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Hello, do you get it? That was a Baxter from a good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, uh, who's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on a regular, he connects you with the pros. So you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny is smart. If you're looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs just to name a few you can find johnny at daredevilproduction.com that is production singular no s and there's no s because there is no other johnny d yellow how you doing brother what's going on man i'm excited to talk about today because it's something that's been on my mind i've been all hip deep in it lately and i'm fired up about it so i'm excited to share with the climb community today what are we gonna learn all right so here's the deal briefly you know on this show we talk about creating leverage in the music business heck it's the name of the show, right? So you know we believe in the importance of climb. Yes. But are you putting in climb time? And what is climb time? We're going to talk about it today and break it down for you. Awesome. Well, let's take care of a little business here. Mm-hmm. It's a digital world out there, but it's a very important role here to have some physical media if you're an independent musician. You know, the royalty payments are so small currently. They're going to go up, but right now they're small, and you need to be selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, hats, stuff like that to get the income you're going to need to put some food in your belly and get to the next date on your tour. That's right. You know, for every CD you sell at a gig, you need about 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. We love streams. Go get you some streams, but you're leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. Thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. You can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C makers.com. Or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. 
Nice. And listen, join the Climb community on Facebook if you haven't done so. Brent and I are very proud of this community. It's growing every single day. It's active. There are people in there. And we got climbers making songs, like writing on the regular and releasing mm-hmm. singles now, which is cool. And yes. there's marketing questions and video questions. Like, everybody's got to be a media company now. You got mm-hmm. questions? Ask this group. A lot of people are doing it, and they're doing it all the time. And they're going to answer you if you have questions. And it's going to be good stuff. And on a regular, Brett and I are getting in there, too, to answer it. Not as often as we used to, but we're in there. So join the Climb community. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume podcasts. Leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. And the most important thing is that you tell somebody about it. If we can command this amount of attention, your time is the most valuable thing you have. We're so grateful to have it, mm-hmm. and we want to thank you for that. But, man, if we're getting it on the regular from you, you need to tell somebody about it because they're going to find some value in it too. So help us help you help them. That's right. Hey, and you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, climber Ricky Connolly. Every Wednesday we have the new height segment. So it's a time to share your wins with a group, big or small. We love them all. And on this past one, as we're recording, Ricky Connolly said, first radio appearance this weekend on the station I grew up listening to, Q95 FM. Nice. Way to go, Ricky. That's awesome. Yeah. You grow up listening to a station, then you're on it. That's special. Yeah, that's cool. I don't care who you are. That's fun, man. That's climbing that right there. Is what that that's is. awesome. Yes, sir. Yes. Way to go, Ricky. All right. Is that business? Can I dive in now? I've been itching to do this. Yeah, no, we're good. More than my third cup of coffee. I want to find out what climb time is. I, I don't know. So I've been at this songwriting thing for a while now. Okay, I've gotten cuts. I've, I've had publishing deals. I've had some hits. So I'm no rookie, right? But even for someone who got their first major cut at this point, like 16 years ago, which is crazy. It makes me feel old. I get so busy working in my songwriting business that sometimes I slack off on working on my songwriting business or I'm focusing mainly on one area and I'm letting other really important areas get unworked you know I don't give them the attention they deserve does that sound familiar does that maybe sound like some of you climbers out there right (laughs) I'm guilty of it too (laughs) if if you're an artist maybe you're like I'm writing songs I'm going to the studio I'm making music but I'm not putting out consistent content on social media or you know for example I don't write as often now as I did like 10 years ago I'm not co-writing five days a week as I did back then. My process is a little bit different. My rhythm is a little bit different. Plus, now I like have the climb to take care of. I have songwriting pro to attend to. And I have five kids. Ten years ago, I had zero kids. Yeah. So there's that, of course. You know, life changes, seasons change. But I still write a good bit. That's the part that does get my attention. I solo write. Y'all have heard me talk a lot about my personal song title challenges. And I have regular co-writes. But writing is only one part of a sustainable songwriting career. There are, in my opinion, in my experience, four crucial elements of a songwriting career. And they're summed up by a, yeah, you guessed it, a Baxternym, RAP, W-R-A-P. That stands for, and if you've listened, I've done episodes on this, write, record, access, pitch. Ooh. All right? You got to write, record, access, and pitch. W-R-A-P. Obviously, if you want to be a songwriter, you got to write your songs, right? Songwriters write. It's right there in the name. Pretty obvious. But then recording is you got to move the worthy songs from maybe a voice memo on your iPhone or something to a recorded product, a demo, or if you're an artist, a record or whatever, but some sort of thing you can play for people that's presentable. Mm -hmm. Access is... It does you no good if it sits on your phone or sits on your hard drive. You got to go out and you got to meet some people. You got to make some relationships. 
because you got to have access before you can pitch. And the pitch is when you actually go, here's my song. I'd love for Blake Shelton to record it. Here's one for him. Right. You actually have to put it in somebody's hand and get it heard. Yeah. So that's rap. Right. Record, access and pitch. Now you can see why we need each of these elements. Right. Yep. They're like the four legs of this stool. You kick one of the legs out, you fall over, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So now you can see you know, why you need each element. But lately, I haven't been happy with how I've written so many songs, but they're not getting pushed through the rest of the way through rap. So many songs have stopped at the W, the writing, and I'm starting to get this backlog. You know, and it happens every now and then. You get back like, oh, dang, i got to move these through the process. For example... I have a song that has a complete demo. My co-writer has his home studio. He's a great singer. But he accidentally sang an old version of the first verse when he did the demo. So it just needs to be re-sung, which he can do at his home studio in his backyard. I emailed him about it back when he first sent it to me months ago, but I didn't follow up on it. That song has been inches from completion where it can be pitched for months I failed to move the song from write through record so I can access people and pitch it. And that's on me. I mean, yeah, it's on him. I emailed him about it. He didn't get back to me. But it's on me, right? Yeah. I'm not responsible for him. I'm responsible for me. So, you know, going back and looking at that going, well, that gum, I could have pitched a song. It could be on hold somewhere right now. But I've been so busy writing new songs and setting up co-writes and all this other stuff that I'm not moving through the process of rap. It's a process. you got to move your songs all the way through it if they're going to ever monetize and move your career forward. Yeah. Now, I've done pretty well with access. From writing networks to meeting folks through The Climb, meeting folks through Songwriting Pro, though I can always do better, and I want to do better. But access has been happening. You know, I've been meeting people, new co-writes and stuff. But I've definitely not been happy with the hot and cold nature of my pitch efforts. <clears throat> and this is the part that's really gotten under my skin lately. Because it seems like every time I go on a pitching streak, I subscribe. I get some you know, monthly tip sheets from a couple different sources. When those come in, usually maybe I'll you know, take an evening and, and I'll start pitching out a bunch of stuff. And I get good results. Like People will open my emails. They'll listen. I'll get some feedback. You know, Hey, let me play this for the artist. Let me play this for the label head. You know, it's like I'm not just yelling into a corner. People are listening. I'm getting responses like, hey, love this. You know? So why don't I pitch more often? Dead gun, if I know, I don't know. It's not like you got bad experiences keeping you from doing it. You just are not doing yeah, it. Yeah, or it's like no feedback. It's like, what a waste of time. It's like, no, people are opening stuff and they're listening. And I'm getting some encouraging feedback, you know, and I've gotten cuts in the past. My Joe Nichols cut on crickets, I pitched it myself. And that was the cut that ended up being the title track to his cricket record. I've had some success with that. Okay, well... Do you think you should maybe do that consistently? Yeah, I think maybe I should, but yet I don't. Not consistently enough to get the results I want and that I could have. If you ever read The War of Art, that's probably something to do with the resistance or things being important but not urgent. Like, how many people are calling me going, hey, Brent, yeah, this is Garth. I'm looking for the song. Can you get it to me by next week? I'm going to the studio. Most writers aren't getting those calls. Yeah, right. So I'm not letting anyone down. Versus, hey, I got a community, you know, the climb community, the songwriting pro community that I'm supposed to be setting up these events and doing the stuff that's part of my rhythm for that. And I got these co-writers on the book. So I'm prepping for writing for that and that kind of stuff. 
And so it's easy to kind of fall down. And maybe your mix climber is different than my kind of sticking point, my failure areas. But it's time to change that. It's time to get hidden on all four steps of wrap consistently. So I've implemented climb time. I'm putting a name on it, name it and claim it and put it on the calendar. And if I give it a fun name, then I'm more likely to do it. So all right. this is what climb time is for me. It's about an hour and a half each workday. So Monday through Friday. First thing in the morning when I hit the office, this is my climb time, right? It's on the schedule now. It's climb time. And this is after I do my morning workout and Bible study. So this is like when I hit the office. First thing when I hit the office, before I post a new blog post or share a new climb episode or post on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You know, I have some stuff that's automated that will kick out stuff. But before I'm in there starting to get in the weeds, before co-write, I start working on rap. It's my climb time. So first up, is right. I just moved through the acronym. First up is right. For the first 30 minutes, I listen to some new music, you know, say like, oh, there's a new Ryan Hurd single, or there's a new Marin Morris, or the new Luke Bryan, or here's a pop thing or whatever. You know, I listen to some new input, some stuff that's current, get my head on where stuff is right now. And if it's a well-written song, I'll write out the lyrics by hand. You know, this is part of my personal song title challenge kind of ritual. Then I do my personal song title challenge. I move down to those next 20 in my hook book and pick one, whether I like it or not, whether it's the best of the worst or what, and riff on it for 10 minutes. And we've talked about it before. So many times I get so much positive result from that. I've written songs and songs are being demoed and pitched around and stuff, you know, from these old titles. Yeah, you have an embarrassment of riches in your hook book that just require a little extra attention. Yeah, but for all those positive results and how many times that ends with me having a really good feeling. It's amazing how, like pitching, it gets shuffled around to the edges, the corners, sometimes the end of the day. Sometimes I miss it. I don't do it every day. But it's like... I need to be doing this every day. The writing is the engine that makes everything run. It's what gives me credibility for the climb, for the songwriting pro community. It all comes from the writing. So that's the first work thing that I do for about 30 minutes. If I really get into a song and like, oh, this is really good, I'll push that a little bit longer because, you know, I like to write. But then second, I kind of have a blended next 30 minutes of recording access. Since I don't personally record, you know, I'm not going to sit up the mic and play and sing a, a work tape or do a demo or something like that. As you know, I sing like a horse or as I like to say now, I'm sung like a mule. It's <laughs> <laughs> really happy with that one. They sing like a horse and sung like a mule. <laughs> so since I don't personally record. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was really happy with that one. So anyway. For me, the record part of rap is facilitating moving songs from written to recorded. The ones that are worthy, moving them all the way through a finished demo, which might be a guitar vocal or might be piano vocal, whatever that song calls for, ready to pitch. And so what I did for that is I set up a Trello workflow. So Trello is an app. It's T-R-E-L-L-O. And basically it's like a system of like index cards in these stacks that you can move around. And it's good for like project management and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Project management. Sorry, creatives. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the number one thing that most artists suck at. Just ask everybody at 
what do you call it? The crowdfunding places. Um, oh, yeah. Like Kickstarters and all that stuff. Yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then they never, well, uh, they don't uh, think somebody's got to do all that stuff. When I was working through my record and access part the other day, I, I reached out to that co-writer who like, oh, yeah, you got to re-sing that first verse. Whatever happened with that, I reached out to him, emailed him or text him or whatever. And he called me back about it. And we were touching base about some of these songs, moving them through the process, seeing where we are on these. You know, he's like, you're so organized. I need to get more organized. I'm like, yeah, that's why it hadn't been done for a month. But I wasn't on top of it either because obviously this is the first time I reached out to you in like two months about this thing. So that is an area where a lot of writers let stuff fall through the cracks. And I do too because you keep writing new stuff. It doesn't just kind of magically happen on its own. you got to identify the superstars, you know, out of that group that you're writing to go, what do I want to invest in? Because they don't all deserve full demos. They just don't. Right. They're not all going to be cuts. They're not going to be game changers. But trying to identify your star students here and pour and invest into those. So I set up a Trello workflow. So it has a list of cards for songs I need to finish. Like, okay, we started this thing. We need to finish it. A category for songs that are finished, but I need to confirm if we want to demo them. Like, are we going to demo? Yes or no. I need to decide, not just let them sit there. Right. I have a list for demos in progress. And then a list for finished demos I need to upload to Song Space. Every step of the way from unfinished song to being ready to go into my song plugging system. Moving them through the steps. So when it's written, I just grab it and move it over to the do we need to demo it stack. And when I've decided yes or no, if, if the decision is yes, I just grab that card and drag it on over to the demo in progress stack. You know? Nice. And you can make notes under each one and kind of click this one and go, oh, yeah, last week I followed up with so-and-so on that. Or I called Matt Dame. He's supposed to be keying that song. I need to follow up and tag Matt. Hey, Matt, have you keyed that song yet? That kind of stuff. So you can just keep a list of what you've been doing. The big thing is since these songs are on this Trello list— they're not going to fall through the cracks, and I'm going to see them every workday. That's part of my record time. Boom, pop that open. That's my workstation is this Trello list. And I'm sure there are other project management stuff that whatever works for you works for you. But I'm just finding this to be a good one for me. That's record. So you've seen this stuff, and that's you know part of my 30-minute section for record and access. For access, I may be asking around to get a contact info for a producer or an A&R person so I can open up a new pitching relationship. I may be contacting a potential guest to have on the climb or for an event in the Songwriting Pro community like The Hang or whatever. That's a nice thing about the climb and Songwriting Pro is that I can leverage them for more songwriting relationships. And that is on purpose, by the way. That's by design. <laughs> nice. Right? To build these things that all help each other grow, leveraging each other. So that can fall under access as well. It may be like, you know, I'm looking at my pitch sheet and Dan Huff, you know, is producing Keith Urban. Well, dang, I don't really have direct access to Dan Huff. I need to figure out how to get a song to him in his camp. So that's the time when I may reach out to some co-writers, maybe who've had Keith Urban cuts or have stuff and that whatever. Go, hey, how can I get some stuff to Dan Huff? That's the stuff that, when you're pitching, it's the pre-work. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. that oftentimes doesn't happen, at least for me. This is saying, here's the time to actually work on accessing people, not just pitching, but accessing the people that, it might be for co-writes, it might be publishers, it might be whoever it is, you know, building my network and the people I can contact and reach and touch. So that's got me an hour here, 30 minutes of write, 30 minutes of record and access, and then the final 30 minute block is pitch, right? Write, record, access, pitch. So I'm going through my catalog on Songspace, and I'm looking at the current tip sheets to see who's looking, what they're looking for, what I got. And then I'm actually emailing or texting or otherwise making pitches. You know, whatever avenue I have for making pitches, doing that during that time. I'm not just thinking about it. I'm not just planning. I'm actually pitching. I have time each day to pitch. Or it might be reaching out going, hey, what are you looking for exactly? Because there are some producers I can email and go, Hey, you still working on this project? What are you needing? So I get intel. I'm intel gathering. But Mm -hmm. it's all about the pitching. Mm -hmm. And these sections will kind of bleed into each other at times. You know, writing might be like looking at a rewrite, emailing or texting a co-writer, which is also kind of accessing the network building and accessing maybe helping the pitching. Pitching grows my access, all that stuff, right? So it's not like so much a hard, I can't do this because it's not time for yet. They bleed into each other. But the point is, I try to touch all four parts, all four elements of rap over my climb time and have it complete by 10 a.m. So I come up a little bit after 8, really into it by 8.30, and then if I keep to it with a little bit of margin in there, boom, I'm done by 10. So at 10, it's usually the earliest a co-write will start or Johnny, when you and I start recording podcasts or I have to launch into songwriting pro stuff or I have a coaching session. But whatever happens next, I already feel like I've won the day. Yeah, you've been productive. Like, I have given attention to my songwriting career, which is the engine that makes all the rest of the stuff work. You know, it might be, now I'm going to go write a song with somebody. Well, good, I'm already warmed up because I've already done 30 minutes of writing, which may end up being prepped for that co-write that day or whatever. You know, I'm already up and going, whatever else happens. Can I jump in here for a second? So, yeah, man. think about it this way. The way you just described this is brilliant, I think. And if you can imagine... What it would be like for, let's say, Ford Motor Company. Okay. Because what to me, what you just laid out here was an assembly line. <laughs> yeah. Right? And how to move your creative intellectual property down this assembly line to the point where it's at least going to get a chance to be sold. Yeah, it's going to get it to the showroom, baby. And most writers, they just write. Right. Yeah. And where they're going to be weak at is... 
every one of those other steps in the assembly line. So mm-hmm. let's just picture for a second that Ford Motor Company did business the same way. <laughs> and they just had stacks and stacks and stacks of blueprints and nothing's getting manufactured. Or they have to go up buy parking garages because they have all these cars, but they haven't moved them to the showroom floor. They're just stacking up cars. Yeah. In this case, I think a lot of writers don't even have that. They just have the recording of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's the work tape of it. And they're not moving it down the line. And let's just imagine that Ford Motor Company has like all these, you know, killer ideas for cars. And maybe they have a couple. But yeah, they're up in a parking garage. There's been no phone calls made to try to get them to a distributor or sell them. And they're just, well, you know what? We've got all these cars. We don't have any more room left in the parking lot. Let's make some more blueprints. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to get constipated and things are going to go wrong. Then you get aggravated because nothing's happening with your stuff. Yep. Well, how is it going to happen? You built all these cars. You know, you may have the engine running great and all this stuff, but you know what? I just haven't put the final coat of paint on it so I can actually send it to the dealership. Yeah. Because no one's going to buy a car that has no paint on it. I got to do that. It might be the last thing, but I just haven't done it yet. And I've got all these unpainted cars. And then you're frustrated because no one's buying your cars. Well, how can they? Yeah. You haven't gotten your inventory out there. Or how about a restaurant? I know a lot of musicians know how that works. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do too. Believe me, I bartended and served for a while. So imagine the chef comes in and the whole staff's waiting around. He's like, okay, I got some great ideas for like some awesome new recipes. And I'm so excited about them. But it's like, yeah. And then it's like crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, okay, you got the idea. You created the blueprint for the recipe, but now you got to make it. Right? Yeah. And then you got to serve it. It's all got to go from your head mm-hmm. to reality. It's got to yes. move to reality. And if you don't honor those other steps, then I can guarantee you, you will not have success. That's right. You can't. It's just, it's Garth Brooks going to do a Vulcan mind meld with you because he's never met you and just somehow connect with you through the waves of the universe and hear your song and find out who you are and call you up and say, hey, could you make a demo of that? Because I like that song. No. Right. You've got to do all the steps. <laughs> and I know for myself, I kind of lurch and I do fits and starts, like with the plugging or the recording or whatever. It's not as efficient. You don't get as much traction. The momentum slows down right and then you get frustrated because like oh i feel like nothing's happening yeah and it's my own fault but i'm very blessed to have some pitching relationships be able to get some stuff done and co-writers that want to demo our stuff because they like it that much but that keeps you feeling like you're going forward yeah and so you don't get as frustrated feeling like nothing's happening and the odds are better that something really big will happen because you're consistently dropping lines in the water. It's being a finisher, man. It's moving your songs from beginning to completion. And different songs will be completed yep. at different stages. Some songs are complete at work tape. You're like, well, wrote that one, moving on. And that's fine. That's part of the process. They don't all need to be pitched and demoed and whatever. But it's part of the process to decide if that's what they need. Yeah, and have a definite ruling on it like the card goes into this box exactly and that's what happens yeah it goes into this box like all right well moving on for that one not really worried about that one maybe to come back around or something happened but i'm not gonna pursue this one just because it doesn't feel like it's gonna be a game changer so moving on yeah and so what's my overall goal with climb time you know to do something like this consistently which is what it takes right 
to have consistent success. Give yourself some grace. You're not going to hit it every day and stuff happens. Like this morning, I interviewed an intern, a potential intern for my songwriting and publishing business because that's something else I'm going to uh-huh. do to help me with the pitching is get a song plug intern to go through my catalog and make pitch suggestions and do research on artists and stuff. I could call that pitch time because that's their job. But I also had a coaching client that needed to start earlier this morning. So stuff happens, you know, but I need a big vision of what this is going to do for me and my career and my family and my life to keep pouring into this, right? Like, what's the big mm-hmm. win that's going to be worth an hour and a half a day? And then, of course, more as other times, but making sure, like, that's my minimum. What's the win here? Well, I figure if I do this consistently, I'm going to be a better songwriter because I'm going to have daily practice, right? I'm going to keep the machinery up and running. I'll be looking for ideas, you know, all this stuff. And I'm going to be a more valuable co-writer because I'm going to have a wealth an embarrassment of riches of strong song ideas and song starts. Like, I'm going to come into a co-write with just a big old bag full of hits. I'm just going to be like, which one do you want? You want this one? You want this one? And that's one thing people like about writing with me is that I bring those ideas. And so it makes me more valuable. My stock rises as a co-writer. Like, man, yeah, Brent, man, he brings it every time. Yeah. Always got ideas. I'm out of ideas. He's always got the ideas. He's the idea store. Go him. Go to see him, right? So I'm going to have a growing network because I'm consistently working that network. And not like in a salesy, what can you do for me kind of way, but I'm reaching out to people, talking to them, working with them to set stuff up. You know, I'm building my network, my name recognition within that. And there are opportunities that come from that. So I'm going to have more opportunities. And I'm going to get more cuts and holds and stuff because I'm making a lot more pitches because I'm doing it consistently. And as you do that, you build relationships. People start hearing your stuff consistently and going, oh, I really like that. Yeah. And they also like, hey, we're looking for this kind of thing or I like it because of this. And you get more intel on who's looking for what. And then that enables you to pitch more effectively. It's just a virtuous cycle. So the long-term effect of this daily investment is just super exciting to think about. That's why I call it climb time. I am creating leverage in the music business. I'm getting stronger and I'm building, you know, a longer lever. You know, that saying, give me a long enough lever, I can move the world. Every day I'm working on that leverage to build that stronger and to build my value. And so it's going to take discipline, but that's why I wrote out, like, this is the value of this. So it's too obvious to deny. Like, why would I not do this? The outcome of this is amazing. You have to be intentional about making the time for it. You know, I think of two things here. Number one, I think back to the the assembly line type of analogy. If you set it up like that in your mind and on your calendar, then you're going to create open loops that need to be closed, right? If you don't think about it that way, then you're not opening those loops up, and so they won't be closed. They'll be ignored, and that's really important. The other day, Ray was in the office, Mm -hmm. and... Ray Hamilton, and he was like, hey, man, did you have lunch yet? And I was like, I was just about to order lunch. And he's like, well, come down to Winners with me because I'm going to have a meeting with Ash Underwood, who's a hit songwriter, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know Ash. Ash has worked with a couple artists of mine. He's got a single out now with Alora. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know what? I had work to do, but I went down there and hung out with him. And it turned out to be a lunch meeting that lasted like three hours and a bunch <laughs> of beers. And we had a great time, mm-hmm. you know, and just deepened my relationship with him and with Ray. And Mark Chandler came in, another writer, and hung out with him for a bit. And, you know, those things happen and they become very serendipitous. But when you do that, all of a sudden other things kind of pop up and they turn into these beautiful little 
hangs. And you know what? That was so very worth every second of time mm-hmm. that I spent there where I should have been doing a couple of other things. Not should have been. I could have been. Yeah. But I should have been there, and I was glad to be there. First thing came into my mind is, man, I really got a bunch of crap to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to go down there because I need to do this hang. This is important, you know? It is. And it was. So two things there. I mean, you got to be intentional about the networking and have mm-hmm. fun with it. And then the other part is just that when you go through and set up somehow on a whiteboard or on your calendar or in your phone or certainly in your mind, this climb time wrap assembly line of, you know, this strategy, mm-hmm. when you set that up, you're going to create those open loops, you know, and then all of a sudden you're going to be Jones and like, ah, I haven't done that in a while. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, set reminders in your phone. Yeah. We talked before about my wall calendar that I have in my office, that I have a different color marker that I'll draw a line on each day and yeah. color code it for the stuff that is foundational, but sometimes gets neglected, like writing, you know, Bible study, Hanging out with my wife and connecting with her because we get so busy with all our kids and stuff. And 10 touches, you know, reaching out to like 10 people, you know, especially in this time of social distancing, everybody's, you know, making sure I'm reaching out and talking to people and communicating, that kind of stuff. And so that stays in front of me. I just bought a habit tracker logbook for like seven, eight bucks off Amazon. Nice. You know, you can list daily habits per week and mark them off. And I'm starting to do that. And that's why I really break out like exercise and health, Bible, write, record, access, pitch, you know, and some other stuff that I can mark those off every day and see them every day. Cause you know, if it gets measured, it gets managed, it gets dealt with, you know? Yep. And I've been thinking about this too. You know, I'm very blessed. My music business is my job. It's my full-time gig, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have an hour and a half every day to work on their writing, you know? So what does your climb time look like? Or maybe you don't have any pitch contacts. So like, why am I going to spend 30 minutes just staring, right? Whatever. It's okay. Your climb time, easy for me to say, it doesn't have to look like mine. And mine won't always look like this. You know, it's going to be a process of refinement and adjusting to life changes and all that stuff too. So where do you find more climb time? For me, I've started getting up before the kids. We've been in this habit of like, I'll sleep as long as Hazel will let me, which is like 7 or 7.30. So that's like sleeping in. I'm sleeping in to like 7.30. That was great. But now I was like, you know what? I need to set my alarm for 6.30 because I do like a quick interval training. doesn't take that long. And I can just go do that on the front porch and come in and do my Bible time. And so then, boom, I'm done with two really big, important things for me before the kids get up. I wake Emily up at seven so she can go have her run, you know, so it gives me energy, the working out and, you know, the Bible study fills my mind with truth and gets me in a good place to start off to be dad and husband in the morning. Yeah. And I had been doing that stuff when I come up to the office. I do the working out after breakfast, you know, getting the kids kind of going. Then as soon as they're kind of set where Emily can take over, I'll, I'll go and do that. And then when I go up to do my work, hopefully I'm a good day. The first thing I do is like my Bible time. I need to make more time for this. Let's move those two things before people get up. That way, because it's so easy, man, once you go up to get distracted, oh, I better do this thing real quick, or I have this appointment, and maybe I don't have time for this. Like, I want to make sure health and spirit get taken care of. I'm going to move that earlier. So if I'm going to get up at 630, that means I can't be staying up till midnight every night. So I need to back that up and go to bed earlier yes, you, can't. you, you gotta can stay move. up till midnight have a cocktail i was awake till midnight last night and did i'm I suffering this morning you did <laughs> so long term sleep is imperative it's a force multiplier i'm gonna be a lot more effective in my stuff if i'm rested that's right 
because my life takes a lot of energy. So I have to be intentional about my schedule. And maybe you don't have an hour and a half and your mix may be different. Maybe you only have 30 minutes a day. I can get up and I can do 30 minutes a day, Brent. That's all I got. All right, that's all you got. That's all you got, you know? In that case, I'd recommend doing something like out of wrap. Let's do writing like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. These are my 30-minute sections on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's what I do is I focus on writing. And then I'll grab other rights when I can, you know? But this is like my morning time ritual. And then like on Tuesday and Thursday, maybe on Tuesday you have recording and accessing, moving songs through that assembly line. So that gets a day. And then Thursday may be pitching. Or if you aren't ready to start pitching, use Tuesday for recording, moving songs through, rewriting, finishing, and Thursday for accessing, for building new relationships and connections, maybe over social media, through existing co-writers. And as soon as you can start pitching, even if it's just to indie artists, you need to start pitching. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, every element of rap is critical for your career. So you need to start building the habit of addressing each element on a regular basis. Like if you want to be a pro songwriter, your job is not just to write songs. It doesn't stop at W. Yeah. Your job is to write songs that move all the way through and get cut. Yep. When it's finished, what do people say in the movie business? That's a wrap. It's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> it ain't done until yeah. you can say that's a wrap. They don't say, well, that's a that's a ruh. I love it. That's when it's complete. And so yeah, I just want to encourage you to take a look at your schedule and go, okay, this week, build in some climb time. And it's best to do it first. Usually we have a little more control over our mornings before the day takes over. And so I've been a lot better about doing my climb activities, my climb time, because it's first thing and just go, what? No, I don't post blog post. I don't start engaging on social media until I've done my climb time. You know, it's just like a yes, no. I just don't do that. And I don't book appointments before 10. Why? Because of my climb time. Yeah. Unless it's something having to do a call or something having to do with a co-writer of mine, Steve Dean, you know, he's like, hey, let's talk about this song that we're looking at demoing. Can you talk tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, between nine and 10. Just so happens that's my climb time. So it falls right in there because I'm moving a song to completion, right? So I can do those calls then. This is my time. That counts. It totally counts. (laughs) Just moving this song so we can get it demoed so we can pitch it. So I encourage you this week, try to implement some form of climb time. It doesn't have to be perfect. But the thing is, it can never be perfected until it's started. So you got to start, iterate, refine, perfect along the way. But you at least got to start. Let's tell everybody to hit us up in the climb community. Uh-huh. Maybe we put a post together about comment below. Tell us when your climb time is. Yeah. Update us. Let's hold everybody accountable. Yeah. What'd you do for climb time? How's it working? What'd you get done? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And I was just thinking about that too. You read my mind about, yeah, we need to post something in the community. Let us know when your climb time is and what you do. Let us know how you structure. You may have great ideas for other people. They may have great ideas for you. They go, oh, I didn't think about that. I can do this. This is important because if you want to be a pro, you got to work on write, record, access, and pitch. And if you're not ready for some of those yet, you got to be working toward those because they all have to be addressed by you, by your co-writer, by your publishers. Those four things have to happen. Yep. Either you or your team. And I say, ultimately, it's your business. Literally, it's your music business. You're responsible for all of it. And it's great if you have a publisher to walk alongside you, co-writers that are helpful. I mean, God bless Kenna West for pitching my Southern Gospel songs and helping me get cuts on songs we've written together because she has more access and more relationships I know, number one. What's up, number one? Yeah, we got a new single out on Wilburn and Wilburn, a song called Hallelujah Homecoming. So I'm keeping a single out there. And thankfully, she has the connections. But I'm working to actively build my own pitching connections. So I'm not 
having to be reliant on her. God bless her. And I'm glad, by the way, she just signed a record deal. Oh, awesome. So, looking to get some stuff on her record. Yeah. Congrats for her. Yeah. Heck yeah. Congrats, Kenna. I love that. So you are responsible for all four of those aspects. You've got to be working on it. And if you don't schedule it, a lot of times it just doesn't happen. Stuff falls by the wayside. If you want to feel like you're consistently making progress in your music business, man, build in climb time. So that's what I had to talk about today. We'll post it up in the climb community about climb time. Let us know what you're doing. Also, I have a gift I'd like to give you. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. It's a free ebook. It's available on my website at songwritingpro.com. You go there, just look on the top toolbar, it says gift. And so you click on that and you can have instant access to it. You just tell me where to send it. I'll send it off to you. And it's just some of the lessons I've learned over years of being in the music business from success and failures and frustrations, all that stuff. So save you some time and trouble, help you move forward more efficiently and more effectively. But that is at songwritingpro.com and then just click the gift up at the top and we'll get that for you. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume podcasts. Make sure you're getting all of these value bombs in your podcast player so you can touch base and kind of cherry pick what you want. Mm -hmm. Join the climb community because cool stuff goes on there. And all the beautiful people and the movers and shakers are in the climb community. I can assure you of that. Make sure you leave a rating and review. We're hoping for five stars, but we'll talk about every one in the air, but we want to get to 200. Make sure that happens. And then finally... Tell somebody about this, guys. Like, you spent a lot of time with us today. We're very grateful about Mm, that. Yes. But you did it for a reason, not because you're bored, and you're getting some kind of value out of it. Tell somebody else about it. Let them know that this is the place they need to hang out, and there's some good stuff on there. This is why we're doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. This podcast exists because we want you to win and create that leverage. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.